Now, today, we're going to have a very special day here at Enon. Uh, we're going to do our services a little bit different, our service flow this morning. And I just want to tell you kind of how that came about. Several months back, uh, I was in my time here. We, we take time with our staff uh, every day. We encourage our staff to spend an hour of their work day praying for our church, praying for individuals in the church, praying for our ministries, praying for our community because we don't want to just see what, what man's strength can do inside the church. We need the Spirit of God. And so during that time, I was praying through some prayer cards. And one of those prayer cards was John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, as Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well, he speaks to her about a day speaking of worship. And he says, one day those who worship me will worship me in spirit and in truth. And this is what he says. He says, the Father is seeking such worshipers. You know, this whole summer as we've been going through the book of Mark, we've called it the summer of seeking. The summer of seeking God. We just want to walk more in the presence of God. We want to experience more of God in our hearts and lives. And the Bible talks about how people enter into the, how the, the God enters into the presence of people's lives through praise. The Bible says that He inhabits the praises of our people. And so as I began to pray over that, I really sensed like the Lord wanted me to take a Sunday, wanted us to take a Sunday, but we kind of, we do, we take our normal schedule, our normal rhythm, and we kind of put it to the side, and we just take a Sunday where we pray a lot, where we, we worship a lot, where we pursue the Lord, we read Scripture, and we make it a morning where it is about us all worshiping God and pursuing Him. If we're all honest this morning, we know that sometimes Sunday morning church can be more about spectating than participating. Are we, are, are, do we not all feel that here today? Sometimes it's easy to come in and listen to some music, sing some music, listen to a sermon and walk out and leave. But this morning, we want it to be about all of us in this room going on an individual journey into the presence of God. And the Bible says that God is seeking such worshipers like this. God is seeking those of us who would come into his presence and pursue him today. A confirmation in that was I walked across the street and I walked in Brother Ken's office and I sat down and I shared with him and said, Ken, I think the Lord wants us to do a Sunday morning of prayer and worship to pursue the Lord. And I, and I shared, and John chapter 4 was the passage that God put on my heart. And he, his eyes lit up. He said, Zach, this morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, God woke me up with John chapter 4 on my heart. And so church family... We want this morning to be about you pursuing the Lord. We're going to walk through four intentional steps in doing that. We're going to walk through a, a, a moment of prayer and worship where we talk about expressing our need for God. We're going to walk in a moment of, of prayer and worship where we talk about confession and surrender. Because again, to enter in the presence of God, we have to lay our lives bare before Him. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that. And then we're going to have a moment where we just celebrate Jesus, our Savior. And then as we dis dismiss this morning, we're going to send us out prayerfully with the hope of His return. Hey, church family, so this is as your pastor today. I want you to throw out the idea of what a typical Sunday morning service looks like, okay? All right, just throw that aside. And let's just together, as a people, pursue God today. As Scripture says that as we seek Him, the Bible says He is the rewarder of those who seek Him. So again, let's do that today. I'm going to invite you to stand right there with me. And I want to pray for us and pray that we enter into the presence of God this morning. Father, we love you today. 
Lord, I, I know that, God, today is different in a lot of ways than what we typically do at church service. But, Lord, we, we want Jesus more than we want the plan. And so, Lord, today I pray as I just turn my head towards heaven, God, and I pray, oh, Lord, would you help us to be, help us not to be distracted, Lord. Help us to not be uncomfortable in any way today. God, I pray that it would be like you just draw a circle around us this morning and that each one of us that we hear from you in a real and powerful way. Lord Jesus, you are worthy of our pursuit. God, you're worthy of us chasing after you here today. And your word says that if we draw near to God, that God, you will draw near to us. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray this morning, God, we pursue you right now all over this room. Church family, I just invite you to pray right now all over, all over this room. Say, Jesus, help me to pursue you. Right there where you are, Jesus, help me to seek you. Speak to us this morning, oh Lord. Turn our hearts and our eyes towards you. God, I pray against all distractions of what we've got going on after church today. What was going on in our lives when we entered into this room. I pray all that would be put aside, God. And that, Lord, we would experience you today. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, we're going to enter into a time where we are expressing our need for the Lord together. And uh, to kick off that time, I want us to read from Psalm 42, beginning verses 1 through 5. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so I long for you. So my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. At this point, I want to ask you to, to take a seat for just a moment. And uh, if you feel comfortable, um, at this point, I'm going to ask you to pray silently. And if you want to, you can just lay your hands open to the Lord to receive from him this morning. We come to him with the empty hands of faith, ready to receive. In the book of John, the gospel of John, it says, from his fullness, we've received grace upon grace. There's enough to go around. And so let's ask the Lord to meet with us this morning. Let's declare our unending need and desire for his intervention in our life. Let's pray to him this morning. Father in heaven, Lord, I pray that all over this room that we would be just overwhelmed with our sense of inadequacy and need this morning. That, I, 
that our hearts would not be lifted too high, that we would not be arrogant or prideful, that we can make it under our own power this morning. I pray that you would reveal our need for you. And Lord, we want to draw close to you this morning. And as we do, we claim that precious promise from your word that as we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. Father in heaven, we desire that. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand? Let's continue putting words to this, to this moment. Let's sing together. Lord, I
Church family, we are now going to enter into a time of confession and surrender. And as I walk us through these next few moments, at the end of each pew, there's a stack of index cards. And so if you're sitting on the edge, I ask you to just distribute those across uh, the pew where you're sitting to make sure that everybody has a pew. Uh, If you don't have any more on your pew, uh, maybe you can borrow some from the pew in front of you or from behind you. I'd like for you to begin thinking about any sins or areas of disobedience in your life that you need to confess to God and seek his forgiveness. And then you'll write that on your index card. Whatever the Lord is leading you to write there, this is a private moment between you and the Lord. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him who seek your face, God of Jacob. Friends, what do you need to confess to God? What sin is in your life that is keeping you from experiencing him fully? What sinful thought, word, or deed have you done and left undone? Have you not loved the Lord with your whole heart and mind and strength? Have you not loved your neighbors as yourself? Have you not forgiven others as you have been forgiven? Have you been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us? Have you grieved the Holy Spirit? Perhaps you need to confess your past unfaithfulness, pride, hypocrisy, and impatience in your life. Perhaps you need to confess of self-indulgent appetites, Anger, envy of those more fortunate, a love of worldly goods and comforts, or dishonesty in your life and in your work. False judgments, uncharitable thoughts towards others, prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from you. Perhaps you have neglected prayer and worship and neglected the the bride of Christ, the church for which He gave his life. Forgive us our debts is how Jesus taught us to pray. And what a beautiful thing to hear Christ promise in response in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Brothers and sisters in Christ, when we meet with God together, we encounter him in all of his majestic glory and holiness, revealing our unworthiness and our sin. It's been said that he who is alone with his sin is utterly alone. And maybe that's how you feel today with your unconfessed sin. So take a moment, write that sin, that area of disobedience, on that index card 
If you need to, this altar is open as we sing. Myself and our pastors are available to pray with you. So as you're finishing writing on your cards, I invite you to stand as we sing and cry out to God. speaks about how repentance brings refreshing in the presence of God. What Donnie just read, that Psalms 24, whom shall ascend the hill of the Lord but he that has clean hands and a pure heart. Some of us, I believe all of us this morning want to meet with God. Man, we, we want that to be real and true. We want to experience God in our life. How many of us would honestly say, can say this morning that personal revival in our hearts and lives has always followed moments of genuine repentance and confession? And so that's a scary thing to do. Can we all just be honest with you? Nobody likes that part, okay? Nobody likes that part. But it is worth it and is needed. But I, I recognize too, a lot of times people don't exactly know how to do that. And so we're going to linger here in this moment. Just for, and this is, this is how you do it. The Holy Spirit lives within you. And the Bible says He wants to convict of sin and righteousness and judgment. And so one of the greatest ways we can do this is to maybe close your eyes. I'm invite you to do that right there where you are. And just say, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me anything in my heart and life that grieves you. And if you ask that in, in truth and in honesty, genuinely say, God, what, what in my heart may grieve you? Is it any level of disobedience? God brings back in your mind that you've not forgiven someone. Or maybe there's some sexual impurity in your heart and life. I mean, there's just things that just anything. As the Lord reveals those things, that's the things that you want to write down on that card. Now, here's the deal. Writing that on that card does not get you right before God. Writing them the card is now the card is your prayer guide. 
And then, in a moment of confession and repentance, you start calling those things back out to God. God, please forgive me of this. I'm sorry for this. God, please forgive me of this. I'm sorry for this. And you start walking through those things. So we're going to linger here in this moment for a few moments. Maybe, maybe you want to write, or sit back down, write back up that, on your card. And maybe you want to come and kneel here at this altar with that card and just start praying through that. Or, or kneel there at your seat. But again, this is a moment where you want to arise from this moment in confession and repentance clean before the Lord. And Jesus can do that. So again, let's pursue the Lord in this moment. Brother Ken.
our treasure. And we thank you, Father, that your spirit is what draws us and woos us to you. Lord, when we're left to our own devices, we never drift toward you. We always drift away. So, Lord, we have to make it a conscious effort to stay in your word and stay in your will, to drift toward you and not away. Lord, we know you deal with the spiritual man. So, Lord, we want the spiritual man to be strengthened. Lord, your word tells us to approach your throne of grace with confidence so that we can receive mercy and find grace for our time of need. So, Lord, we come boldly before you today as we repent, as we seek mercy and grace that only you can offer. Lord, we're so grateful and we're so thankful that you love us. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Because of what Christ has done for us, we give him thanks. We give him honor. We give him glory because he's worthy. We find in Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth are things in heaven by making peace through his bloodshed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Aren't you glad it's not left up to us about our salvation, about serving Christ, because our sinful man is never going to be good enough to pay the sin debt that Christ paid for us. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For it was by grace you have been saved, through faith. It's not from yourselves. It's a gift from God. Can we just praise him this morning that it's a gift that he offers us? It cost him everything. It cost him everything. But he gives it and offers it to us as a gift. Because of that, we offer him endless praise. He's worthy of our praise. He's holy. He's righteous. He is Jesus Christ, Lord of all. So we lift our praise. We honor him. And we tell him this morning that we bless the name of Jesus, we offer him our endless praise.
Church family, I'm going to get you to do something real quick. Uh, I'm going to ask Beverly the choir if y'all can sing Worthy is the Lamb again here in just a moment. We can. You know, as we entered into a time of confession and repentance, you can grab a seat for a moment here. We entered into a time of confession and repentance, which is right, even for Christians. Now, if you don't know Jesus, again, that's, that's where we receive the initial time of confession repentance where the fact that the Son of God came to this earth, sinless Son of God, and He lived a life that we could not live, and that ultimately He paid and died a criminal's death so that He could die in our place so that those of us who were unrighteous could be made righteous. The Scripture speaks about He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is the gospel, is that you come into a relationship with Jesus and all of your sin for all of eternity is forgiven past, present, and future. Can we celebrate that this morning? <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus for that. That's why we have hope, church. That's why we're here this morning. That's what Sunday mornings is about us, celebrating our risen Savior. Because the fact that he rose out of the tomb lets us know that what he did on the cross was real and he paid for the sins of the world. Now in that, as believers, all of our guilt has been forgiven. But at the same time, we still sin in the flesh and we still can have strongholds and we can still grieve the heart of God. So our confession and repentance is not the difference in heaven and hell if you already know Jesus. But it is the difference in intimacy. It's the difference in nearness with God and walking in nearness with Him and filling His presence. And so, again, sometimes in the lives of believers, our sins and our struggles, even as Christians, the enemy can use that to keep us distant from God. The voice of the enemy that whispers in one ear that says to sin and step outside of God's will. And when you do it, the wisdom of the enemy then whispers in the other ear, now who are you to worship Jesus? Who are you to worship a Savior? And that condemnation keeps you from pursuing the Lord at all. And so this morning, we want to see some individuals set free today. We want to see your heart set free this morning. And so if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then praise God, your sins are washed away. I remember hearing the story of Martin Luther one of the great reformers of the church. He said he woke up one morning, early in the morning while it was still dark, and he said the devil was sitting at the foot of his bed. And he said the devil was reading off a scroll, and he was reading all of his sin aloud. Everything that he had ever done wrong, he was reading it aloud. Martin Luther was terrified at first. He hid himself. He tried to cover his ears as he heard the sounds of his sin, but he said he started calling out to God, Jesus, help me. He was in this great moment of spiritual warfare. And he said, and the Holy Spirit rose up within him and said, those are not your sins anymore, Martin. So he stood up and he said he stood up in his bed confidently and he looked at the enemy and he said, Satan, unroll the scroll. And he said that Satan unrolled the scroll. And he said, Satan, in the name of Jesus, read the last line on the scroll. And said, Satan looked at him and said, it says, paid in full. So this is what I want you to do something this morning. If you truly know Jesus, then I want you to take that card back out. That card where you had written all your sin and all the struggles and maybe some strongholds in your life. And in the name of Jesus, I want you to write across it, paid in full. Write it across that, right there where you are, paid in full. 
And if you don't know Jesus this morning, this is your moment to say, Jesus, I need your grace and mercy. Call out to him right there where you are. Say, Jesus, I need you to wash me of my sin. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Wash me this morning. Now, in light of that, in light of the great mercy of Jesus, we should tell him that he's worthy. Worthy is the Lord to receive all honor and praise and glory. So I'm going to invite you to stand with me right there where you are. And I want us to sing this to the Lord again. Beverly, can you lead us? Worthy is the Lamb. can be seated if you can (laughs) we've got one last moment that we want to lead us into today as we praise the Lord this morning and again our hopes is is that this morning that the presence of the Lord would fill this place and fill our hearts and we sense that here today and that this would be the beginning not the end of the summer but the beginning of a season this fall as we seek the Lord here at Eden Baptist Church and so we will desperately need to be a people who express our need to God and perpetually walk in moments of confession and surrender and not be afraid of that because Jesus is inviting us into that. And to know that ultimately the foundation of our faith is not our own works, but it is the finished work of Jesus. And then lastly, today we want to take a moment to remind everyone that we are to live in hope of His return. Church family, the Scripture speaks about in John chapter 14, verses 1 through I want you to look at this passage together with me. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. It says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that? I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. 
Jesus promises his believers, his disciples here, that he would come again and receive him, and receive them unto himself. And this is the greatest hope of believers. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 13, he tells believers to fix your hope completely on the grace to be revealed to you at the revelation of our Lord Jesus. He says, let this be your greatest hope, the fact that Jesus will one day, you will see his face. I have here on this pulpit on a little plaque that I asked to, to be placed here uh, as I was called to be your pastor, and it drives Ken McWilliams crazy because it's a little off-center uh, here on the pulpit. But it says, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, it says, For we see now in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Church family, it was this hope that has endured the church through the Roman persecution. It is this hope that has given strength to the church in moments of great genocide. It is this hope that gives strength to Christians today who are worshiping and hiding. It is this hope that gives strength to those who are in the middle of dealing with anxiety and depression and burdens and so many other things in life that to know that one day we will see Jesus face to face. I will preach a series at some point in the months ahead called The Forgotten Hope. I believe that this is one of the most forgotten doctrines of the Christian church. And I think it's something that we've got to come back to here today. That this world is not my home. That any struggles that I have in this life are only temporary. That ultimately knowing that Jesus is coming back. That one day I will either see him in death or I will see him in his return. Gives me comfort in trouble. It gives me courage to stand in the face of Jesus. And it gives me conviction to win people to Jesus for the glory of His name. Church family, imagine this today. Imagine we're in here worshiping the Lord and we conclude our service and you're on your way to your car. You've got your children, you're holding your children, your grandchildren, or you're, maybe you make it home and you start to prepare lunch, or just you're doing your regular business, or it's Monday and you're getting up and you're going to work and you're brushing your teeth, and then suddenly... And the moment is what Scripture says, in the twinkling of an eye, you hear a sound that you've never heard before, but you've been waiting on it your entire faith life. It is the sound of a trumpet. And when that trumpet sounds, immediately all the worries of this world, all the fears of this world, all the sickness, all the cancer, all the diagnosis, all the burdens, all of that will matter no more as you are being transported to the presence of your King, and so you shall ever be with the Lord. Church family, we should not forget that hope. This should be our daily hope. This should be where we fix our eyes on. So this morning, as we pray, as we sing here in these next few moments, I want you to focus your eyes on your soon coming King.
without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt
Let's sing this last little hymn together here. And then we're going to, I will say this. If you're ready, some of you I know, I believe, are ready to come this morning and make Indian Baptist Church your church home. As we sing this, you feel free to come on and, and make your way uh, forward. If you need one of your pastors to pray for you, they'll be up front. Man, these guys would love to pray for you. Uh, but I want us to sing this uh, hymn together. And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be my sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let's sing it. And Lord,